Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Hey, it's good to have you guys with us today on the Where Success Happens podcast. Thanks for joining each week. We have a really, really great show lined up today. I get to have a conversation with a good friend of mine, Brad Hacker. Brad's a top 1% mortgage professional. He works for Benchmark Mortgage. He's in Kentucky. And we've got a great story to talk about today. And Brad, I just want to thank you for coming back on the podcast. We, we talked to you about nine months ago and uh, got some really good feedback on that. And now that we've finished 2020, I thought it'd be great to uh, resync up with you and, and kind of see how you finished last year and then learn some lessons from you. So good to have you with us today, buddy. Hey, man, always a pleasure to be with you, Todd, for sure. Oh, man, it's been, you know, I, I wake up every day and I look forward to just watching people succeed that trust, high trust, and and certainly uh, you have done that. I want to start off with something that a lot of people probably um, that do know you uh, may not know about you. And certainly for anybody that doesn't know who you are, you've got a really compelling story. I think about five years ago. Uh, you were really struggling. You were you were actually thinking about quitting the mortgage business. Do I have that right? Yeah, that's correct. So. Yeah, five years ago, and uh, and I and I think you were at a hundred and a little over a hundred units a year, and correct. and that may not be the part of the story. Although we're going to get back into what has happened to volume and the number of families you serve, but. I think it's interesting to to just let you run for a minute on what happened, what got you to almost ready to quit mm-hmm. and what happened that kept you going. And then let's bring it up to modern day and talk about what you're doing. Sure. So, um, you know, really, it, it, you know, in thinking back and back about that time, um, you know, I was working with uh, a lot of people who just didn't appreciate you know, what, what, what I was doing for them, what my team was doing for them. Uh, you know, we, we had, you know, my team had partnered with a, with a, with a good size, good size home builder here locally. Um, so we were doing deals for those guys on, on really low margins with, you know, very little, you know, appreciation, um, you know, just some, some, some agents that were really taking advantage of our, our time and, and just not, not, not very nice, quite frankly. And so, you know, just really got to a point to where that's what I associated with the business. And so, you know, just was really at a point to where I thought, you know what, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm a, I'm an old sales guy and you know the one thing I can do is sell stuff so I'll I'll go back and I'll go sell I'll go sell something else I won't sell loans anymore so you know luckily you know fortunately got put some uh, some really great mentors in my in my life a lot of people you know you know Jim McMahon you know of course Marty you know here my branch manager and and Tom Sherman and just sat down and had conversations with all those guys and the one thing that you know I remember the most about that is that one conversation with with Marty, you know, he said in, in some form or fashion, you know, what makes what you do great is who you get to do it with. You know, and that, that, you know, that really stuck with me. And, you know, so if you're doing, if you're doing any business, not just a mortgage business with people who don't appreciate you and who don't treat you well, it's not going to be fun. 
and you know marty marty's background was the is the funeral home business you know from through his Negro family grew up in the phone funeral home business and so you know it's the same thing it doesn't matter what business you're in if you're doing it with people that take you for granted it ain't going to be a whole lot of fun and you know through the years of sales masteries and the academy and different things here and you and, and jim always say you know there's enough people to do business my way to not have to do business with people who won't and you know, I, I, you know, when I, when I told Jim McMahon that I was thinking about quitting the business, he's like, well, why don't, why don't you come down here and see me? <laughs> so I, I, I'd flown down to Dallas and, and then Jim and I were, were having breakfast and having a conversation. I looked at him and went, Dad, you know, you know what, my man, I was like, this is, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, you're either going to be right or I'm going to go broke. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> and luckily for me and, and my family, it's, it's turned out pretty good. So I, I love the story and, uh, you know, anybody that has followed uh, High Trust for any length of time knows that one of the big central parts of the, the High Trust nervous system is this idea that you don't have to compromise what's important to you right. to have a fully functioning, highly profitable mortgage practice. And far too often, as as you experience, Brad, firsthand, mm-hmm. life is too short to go home and, and not enjoy who you are doing business with. And life is far too short to not like the people you do business with. And it's even shorter to get abused by the people that you don't like that you're doing business with. So I think people would be interested in, you know, as we roll into 2021, as we start to think about the, 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 the business at hand and, you know, and relationships and things like that, sure. what, what's your single piece of advice on how did you start to dig out of that? I mean, how did you reclaim your passion and what were some of the early moves that you made five years ago? And then let's fast forward, fast forward to today. Yeah, I think I think, you know, the number one thing is, is just, you know, getting rid of those toxic relationships. And sometimes that's hard. I mean, you know, the the, the home builder that I that 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 I kind of parted ways with at that time, I think in the year prior, we had done about 26 transactions. So that's a that's a that's a pretty, pretty good size partner. And, and so, you know, ended that relationship, a couple of agents there uh, that really, you know, I didn't fire them per se. I just took them off my call list and delete, you know, conveniently deleted their email from my email list and just stopped reaching out to them. And, and, you know, and so there wasn't anything negative or bad. And, and some of those agents are people I still, you know, talk to fairly often, you know, we cross paths in the business and I, you know, and several of them are, you know, I've got, you know, I've gotten to know them a little better and they're good people, but just the way they do business and the way that, 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 that we do business here on the hacker team are just different and that's okay. And yeah. so, um, you know, that was the big thing is just figuring out, you know, that that piece of it. And it really all starts with, you know, I like you, you like me and, and you know, getting to the, you know, to the point of, hey, if, if I wouldn't take Crystal, my wife and you and your spouse go sit down and have dinner together and enjoy it, then it's probably not going to be great for us to do business together. That, that may not be a good fit if I can't do life with you then it's going to be really hard for me to be able to do business with you. And I think that's one of those things that a lot of people, particularly originators who are younger in the business miss out on is, is we're just scrapping, man. We're just trying to get deals from, from anybody and everybody and everywhere and, and all that stuff. And then, and then just evaluating and really looking at, 
you know, where does your business come from? You know, one of the things that 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 we talk about a lot in the in, in your high trust sales academy is the 80-20 rule, right? You know, and, and really looking at it and going and you realize, hey, you know, 80% of my deals are really coming from 20% of my partners and, and looking at clients, you know, 87% of my referrals and my repeats are coming from 20% of my database and really just getting better at instead of trying to be all things to everybody, learning to be, you know, really high level to a few who can give us a lot. And yeah. I think that really made a huge difference. And that's really where we started to see the turn and, and really, you know, started to create what what's became a really, really cool business. Yeah, no, that's exciting. That's exciting. Um, so the message to everybody is you can decide who you do business with. And the message to everybody is it's not just about aggregating deals. The message to everybody is you got to love the people you do business with or you're not going to do it well. So I think that's that's sizable. So let's fast forward five years later. Right. And uh, and and we've uh, wrapped up 2020. And I, I believe I'm close, but I think you were just uh, north of 71 million dollars in funded volume and that. Hundred, little bit over a hundred loans five years ago. Last year turned into three hundred and thirty-five families that you were able to help uh, finance real estate at some level. Um, that is a three hundred percent improvement in volume in sixty months, and you're a lot happier. You're a lot healthier. You have a different smile about you, and and so let's let's talk about two thousand and twenty and. And let's talk about if, if you were to look at the year and you were to look at COVID and you were to look at the market and refis and rates and all, what's the biggest gift that last year gave you? You know, I think, I think, uh, you know, number one is, is, you know, my first and foremost is, our, you know, one of my new teammates. So yeah. it's just, you know, you know, you know, God's time and whatever, you know, we, we hired Ben, one of my guys that works with, with Cameron and Amanda and I, you know, he started on February the 12th. So I feel like I spent all year apologizing to going, young man, we didn't, you know, we didn't throw you in the deep end. We flew you out about three miles out off the coast and dropped you. And so, you know, that's kind of one of those things where, you know, you think, gosh, 21 days before it all really hit the fan, we brought on this new guy, who gave us the bandwidth to be able to handle what none of us saw, at least not me. I'm not smart enough to know what was coming. Right. I was, you know, I can, I can remember doing, you know, where I do some financial coaching and counseling outside of the mortgage business. You know, I was doing meetings with agent teams, teaching them how to prepare financially if the market shut down for 60 days <laughs> and that was a reality of, of you know I'm, I'm telling people man you need to pump up that emergency fund and clean up any debt that you have and and then all of a sudden we lost our mind so I think you know just, just the timing of Ben coming on um, and then just you know we we were really fortunate uh, to be able to be in a position where we had done a good job uh, we can always do better, but done a good job connecting with our database over the course of the last couple of years. That was something that's been a big focus with me to where, you know, the, these types of refi booms, man, from from people that I've talked to have been in the business a long time. You know, the, the, the year that we just had, the rates that we have right now, this is a, a three and if you're lucky, maybe four times in a career moment to where this is. I think you and I talked about this last time we were together. You know, this is one of those times where 
you know, all those client phone calls, all those mailers and client appreciation events and all the things that we do for our database, you know, when rates are high, this is when we get to get paid back for all that stuff. And, and so with that being said, I think really, you know, those, those things would be the things that would stand out to me as, as really gifts, you know, I think in 2020. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I would like to park on, I had a I had a, a broadcast yesterday with a company and they were they were really wanting to um, socialize the idea of of how long the notion of taking care of your clients and your database has been around mm-hmm. and, and how vital it is going forward that we at some level become a relational society, a more connected society with our clients. And, you know, we, 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 I think as an industry have not done a good job with that. I'm confident of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you qualified to be an elite this year. And so you are going to run with a pack of about 26 other super, super successful people. And every one of them, I can tell you right now, is making north of 60% of their annual revenues from their database. Without the market having favored them like it has, it's a little bit higher, but in the in a normal market. Yeah. And you have an uncanny ability. I think you've done a lot of neat things to bring value to your database beyond just the idea of mortgage. And, uh, you know, I think today what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a world, particularly with COVID, mm-hmm. that is hurting financially. You know, when we and I, I'm not that's not a, a comment on, you know, we're, we're going into a deep recession, depression, you know, all that kind of I'm just saying that there's a lot of people that have had a wake up call in 2020 yeah. about just the state of their financial affairs. And I think one of the gifts that you bring people, mm-hmm. you have fluidness and and you have uh, knowledge and you have you're a practitioner of financial uh, relief really relieving the stress that so many people suffer financially. Mm-hmm. So think about that gift and, and you think about your database. What, what is it? What is the Brad hacker system of success as it relates to just nurturing your database? And then I want to move on to another question. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, just to, you know, you hit, hit a few highlights because it is, you know, one of the things, um, you know, number one is is, is is trying to stay top of mind. You know, that's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot in our industry, but but leveraging the technology that we have through, you know, um, targeted Facebook ads. So rather than marketing to people, we created a series of videos that are personal finance tips. Like, you know, one of the things we started running the day after Thanksgiving was is a two minute video on how to pay cash for Christmas. You know, how many of us have had borrowers in January that are going, now my credit cards are a little bit high because I just came through Christmas and I'm, you know, I want to go, did it sneak up on you? Because it's December 25th, you know, you could have. So, so anyway, you know, we, we put out a video, how to pay cash for Christmas. And we targeted that to our database and to our referral partners. And it's constantly those types of things. And then, you know, you know, just making sure that we're trying to make regular phone calls and client, client events obviously got tougher in 2020, you know, client events and client interaction live was a, was a big pillar of that going forward. But we, we made the switch and said, Hey, you know, I do three personal finance classes a year for that we offer to my database, budgeting, getting out of debt, and basics of investing. You know, let's take those things on Zoom. 
let's keep doing those classes. You know, I teach a, a class for real estate agents called Don't Be Broke, how to manage your, you know, how to manage your income on a full commissioned income. And so we taught Don't Be Broke classes online for, you know, for real estate offices. And, and so it was really just one of those things where, you know, and, and quite honestly, to, to, you know, to Trevor Hammond, my, my, my coach this year's credit is, is, is that, you know, very early on in it, we were talking about how do we keep playing offense, right? And I think that's the one thing that really helped us and it's helping us right now. I mean, you know, the amount of loan applications that we're taking for the first eight, you know, business days of January is just unbelievable right now. It's, it's, it's crazy. And it's really because during the pandemic, we were still calling our agents, you know, checking in on them, how you doing, all that stuff. We were making calls, just, just, just touch base calls to clients. Hey, how are you doing? Is there anything that we can do for you? It's crazy. The world's crazy right now. Is there anything that we can do? And just, you know, really got serious about loving on people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, and so I think that that paid huge, huge dividends for us and making sure that we were just staying connected with people through an occasional bomb bomb video through, uh, you know, through a, hey, let's look at the gold client list and let's just shoot them a text going, hey, I was thinking about you today. Anything I can do for you right now? Hope hope you're well. Hope you're safe and healthy and and just stuff like that. And just trying to engage people on a much more, you know, hey, you're my friend, not necessarily, you know, and also my client level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does it get down to um, does it get down to a level of the infamous time blocking and and are you making room for that? with the volume every day or how, how, what, what is your advice to people? Because I think that, mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the, I think there's a hundred of them right now. There's a hundred successisms that I've created. And, and one of the successisms is if you're not in touch, you're out of touch. And yeah. so what, what's the advice in a transition where we think the market is going to retract a little bit. We think we we know the forecasts are we're probably going to have a, a maybe a trillion dollars less loan volume this year than than last. Right. What is the recipe for connection? What is your secret sauce? Um, you said bomb bomb. You said check in phone calls. But what's it look like in terms of a either a business discipline or a daily discipline to give people a sense? Because I think most people still are just. Mm -hmm. from heaven, you know, money's falling out of the sky and yeah, um, you're not doing this. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, the one thing, you know, cause I feel like, you know, I always try to be a very transparent person. We're, we're not doing this as well as we could be. And the exciting thing about that is, is, is that we got a lot of room to grow and a lot of room to get better and, and a lot of places to, to improve, um, you know, in, in, in looking at, okay, how do we perpetuate this? So, you know, you know, number one, just leveraging tools. I mean, uh, you know, through conversations, we've we've recently rolled out HomeBot um, and the the feedback that we've got on that. So that's just another touch point to our database. Um, really looking at this year, you know, thinking from how we can contact people. Um, how do we how do we do that in a way that's going to keep everybody safe? So just little things like you know, really taking your top, top clients and I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that I'm getting in front of them. Because even though we can't gather in a group, you know, at least here in Kentucky, we can go have coffee or we can go grab lunch or whatever and taking yeah. those, those VIP clients and going, hey, let's let's go grab a cup of coffee and catch up, you know, yeah. or let's 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 grab a lunch and catch up or when it warms up, grabbing, 
you know, two or three of your of your clients that maybe come from the same circle and saying, hey, let's go let's go grab nine holes of golf after work today and just trying to 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 leverage that. You know, you know, one of my old mentors years ago when I first got in sales, I always said sales is a full contact sport. And, and so with that being said, you know, how do we just continue to engage people at a higher level? How do we have those scheduled classes? You know, what are thinking about things like what are we mailing people this year? I know mail sounds ancient, but, you know, not a lot of people are mailing, mailing things. So if we're going to do a quarterly mailer, what does that look like? And really trying to look at, OK, here are all the different ways that you can communicate with people how do we leverage the technologies that are out there? You know, slide broadcast, putting out slide broadcast. You know, we can hit a large amount of clients in a very short period of time. Um, you know, group text, just different things like that. So I think, you know, as, we, as we're putting structure around that, when we mail, who we mail, when we call, who we call, really dialing down. I had to, you know, really, you know, what are your really guys, Wally? LRB was nice enough to let us come down and spend a, a couple of hours with his team and pick his brain because I don't, you know, when you look at what Wally's doing through his annual mortgage review process, it's it's not next level. It's like the next level. And yeah. so so with that being said, just, just looking at things like that and going, okay, how can we take that and make that work with the resources of time and people that we have. So wrap, you know, really ratcheting up, you know, you know, really, you know, I guess the best way to say it, keep a, you know, make a long story short is, is that transitioning once we get that loan done from becoming people's loan officer to becoming their financial coach. Right. Yeah. Because in the course of their life, we only have the opportunity to be their, their loan officer, maybe six or eight times for most people, right. The three or four times, they're going to buy a house in the three or four times they're going to refinance it outside of that. They don't need our service. Well, how do we add value to that client beyond the transaction? So which, which makes them remember us and want to have their friends and family. And, and I'm getting old, Todd, I'm starting to take apps on my client's kids. So I, that's kind of weird for me, man. I don't know. But that, no, that's, you know, I think it's interesting that, um, uh, you know, one of the things that we put our elite group through just about eight weeks ago is we did a year end three hour workshop on the science of getting rich. And we showcased a book written by a guy named Wallace Waddle at the turn of the last century. So 1910 was when uh, this book was written. And it is so fascinating to me that that he, he first of all, he's an abundant thinker. And I think the thing that every mortgage professional and certainly every business person has to think about is there's enough business for everybody. Right. right. But he, he began to then put this recipe into play and he said, the greatest losing proposition you will ever have is when you think or worry about competition. Right. And you need to be in the value creation business, not the yep. competition business. I think what's happened over the last two and a half decades is we've kind of shepherded the industry to a better way of living and a better way of doing business. Right. Is people keep hearing add value, add value, add hmm. value. And what they don't really understand is where the greatest value can be. Adding value is not stepping up the number of pieces you send out. Adding value is not stepping up the number of, of calls or automated emails or this, that, or the, it's, it's about value creation. And, 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 and I'll just say to everybody, and Brad, I'll let you kind of take off on this. We, we're in the middle, and if you're listening to this after the 23rd of January, um, go back and, and check out the hashtag 2020 gave me campaign that's active right now. I actually did 
21 videos, uh, five to seven minutes long, and each video is about a gift that I feel 2020 brought me personally. And I just want to share it. And we're trying to get people activated around that. But to your point, the, the video yesterday was the gift of health. And when we were talking about the gift of health, we were I was talking about the specific relationship between health and wealth and wealth and health. And wealth is not necessarily that you're financially independent. Wealth can be that you don't have month on month financial stress. Right. Wealth can be you're not over encumbered or over leveraged. Wealth can be that you have the ability to pay your credit cards in full every single right. month instead of being, you know, on that cycle of and it was interesting to me because I know that you are positioning yourself as a financial coach to your clients and whether that's with your agents to buyers or with its buyers to their family, their kids or, or their, their sphere. Sure. Value creation, the best value creation I think that we can own as mortgage professionals is value in the area of financial freedom. Yeah. At, at whatever level and financial freedom for a family can be that credit card is paid off. Financial freedom for a family can be they're you know, they're allocating according to a budget, a certain dollar amount every single uh, week or month or every two weeks, dollar cost averaging, all that kind of stuff. It's disruptive today. It's needed today. And yeah. this dude that wrote this book in 1910 about getting rich said value creation is the name of the game. So what say you uh, about that? Because that is, I believe, your disruptive value prop, right? Yeah, man. And, and you know, so many thoughts there. So many, so many things you said, you know, talking about the, the, the focus piece. You know, I've got a picture that I keep. To, it's actually to my right right now. And it's a picture of, of, of Michael Phelps in the swimming pool and a guy next to him. A lot of y'all probably seen this, this picture, but it's literally Phelps is touching the wall. And the guy in the lane next to him is looking at Michael Phelps. And the caption is, is, you know, you know, losers focus on winners, winners focus on winning. <laughs> and that, you know, that's that abundance lifestyle. And so, so, you know, try not to pay attention to what's going on around you, but yeah, it, it's just really about that. And, and a lot of it for the heart for me, man, is, is that, and, and for a lot of people that are probably listening to this or watching this is, is that, you know, I remember what it was like to be a mortgage originator in 2008. And I don't, I don't mean this to be offensive or anything like that, but the reality is, is in, you know, fourth quarter 2008, there were a lot of people that would rather get COVID than buy a house. I mean, that it was not, it was not <laughs> something that people would want to do. Right. And so, you know, I think back fourth quarter of 2008, I did a grand total of four transactions. And so, you know, we were in financial distress personally, you know, we'll mind yeah. hear that. And, and, you know, and I think kind of where that, that, you know, little did I know, you know, looking back on that, you know, 12, 13 years ago now, little did I know that that lit a little small flame in me to go, you know what, I know what that feels like. I know what that does to your marriage. You know, I, I know what, what it's like to to explain to your little girl that the reason why she doesn't get Mickey Mouse is because you have to pay for Mickey Mouse, but but almost free. Yeah. And so, you know, I've lived all that. You know, I've got all the broke stories. You know, I know what that feels like and I know what that, you know, what that does to your psyche. And and I don't want people to experience that. And so if that means and, and the coolest thing about what we do when you when you when you take this approach to doing what we do, Todd, is is the fact that people come to us and they get financially undressed. I mean, there's two people in life know more about them than anybody, their doctor and their mortgage man. I mean, let's be real. And so with that being said, you have the opportunity to go, hey, 
it's not my job to tell you what to do, but I'm going to give you some financial advice and, you know, some solicited and some not. And at the end of it, my job is to give you a loan. You can take it in a dollar and go down to your local gas station and get yourself a real good cup of coffee, you know? And so having that conversation of, you know, emergency funds, Hey, you're about to buy this house. And I noticed you've got X amount of dollars in the bank. Well, we, we typically recommend that you have, you know, three to six months worth of emergency funds, you know, think of it as an and question. How do I buy this house and have enough money left over in my budget to be able to save and maintain emergency funds and those little bitty nuggets like that. You know, I've got, I've had some of the coolest stuff, you know, I've got a, I've got a guy's that a client of mine's name. Who's a young guy. I met this kid when he was 22 years old, about three, four years ago now. And, you know, he texts me updates on how much money he has in his 401k because I had the conversation of, look, man, you know, I know this is going to sound crazy, but if you do this right, you're going to be a millionaire. You know, we've got a messed up view of millionaire, right? You know, I, I say to these young people, millionaire, they think athlete, actor, Kardashian, YouTuber, you know, or I guess today's TikToker. But, but with that being said, you know, those of us who deal with finance know that the vast majority of people who build wealth in America are people who save a little bit of money for a really long time. Right. And if we can just get them creating that habit in the context of them buying their first home, how cool is that conversation going to be if they're buying that home at 25? How cool is that conversation going to be with them when they're 45 buying their their last house and looking at where they are financially? And I just find that people are really appreciative of that because a lot of people, unfortunately, in, in the rock and mortgage world that we live in, you know, it's just a transaction. It's just congratulations. You're approved. You're approved for this much. Go get them and let us know we found a house. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's really great to watch the unique differentiation that, that that causes. Right. And, and when I get back to the, the wealth health kind of piece that we were talking about, there's no greater joy than um, watching somebody win financially. And I think that, I think that today it's disruptive to do that. I think it's indelible. I, I really think that what mortgage professionals and agents and, and, uh, and just business people at large need to think about, but in the context of mortgage and real estate is the only way to differentiate right. is beyond the rate, beyond the program. And the only way to differentiate that is to get into a different conversation, a different type of relationship. And I think what, um, and, and I don't want to, man, I, I'd like to spend a couple of hours on this. And I'm, speaking, I'm speaking to everybody that's watching or, or listening to this right now. If you think about your own journey, as at least I'll think about mine, the, the, the hardest times uh, for me are, have either been related to personal health, cancer, done, past that, or financial health, yeah. stressed and you know, in some cases, fairly large financial reversals. Right. And I got to tell you that that when when you when you think about when you think about the discovery as a mortgage professional, if you think about the discovery dialogue that you could have with a borrower that would take you way beyond the mortgage right. and, and set you up to have a conversation with a borrower about financial health. At the very surface, that probably makes all the sense in the world to you. Yeah. But let me just tell you below the surface, and this is to everybody listening, Brad, you know this, but to everybody listening, behind financial stress is mental illness at some level. 
And I'm talking about things like sadness, depression. Um, there are people that take their life because their finances are so upside down. Right. And I think that if we really, really, really want to do something special in your career as a mortgage professional, mm-hmm. have the loan be the byproduct of a deep conversation around fiscal health. Yeah. You do that. And, and I mean, that is part of how you've gone from 100 deals to 335 deals. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's ask another question. So, so what, what's the, um, what's the biggest improvement if you were to look at the business and you could drill it down to one thing, Mm -hmm. what's the biggest improvement that you would attest to as being a catalyst for your growth and your success today? If, if it's not just this fit, fiscal literacy kind of thing, and maybe it is that. Well, I mean, that's part of it, but I mean, really the, the reality is, is it's team, you know, that, that, and, and I can't, you know, we, we as originators and those of us who have a team, we get way too much credit. I mean, I, and I don't, and I don't, uh, I mean, my, you know, my, the, the three people that work with me that, that make up what is the hacker team, you know, Cameron Bailey, Ben Pabelli, Amanda Kerr, you know, they are the magic in, in contract close. And they are what allows me to have the bandwidth to, instead of a, having a, you know, a shallow 10 minute conversation with an applicant to be able to have the ability to do an hour long consultation with an applicant. Yeah. And it's just very, you know, it's it's going to be very hard for any originator to produce at a very high level and provide the type of client experience that that, you know, that starts to move that flywheel without an, a spectacular team. You're, you can only go as far as your team will carry you. And so, you know, that's the that's the, the biggest you know, improvement, you know, just bringing Ben on this year and continuing to tweak. I mean, one of the things we did uh, right before Christmas is we all, th- you know, the three of us guys sat down, we read the book Raving Fans together. Yeah. yeah. And went through that. I told them, hey, go through it and highlight, highlight your takeaways. And let's talk about, hey, looking into 2021, how do we take our client experience, you know, that much up? Because the cool thing is, is once you get it rolling, man, you know, it's just the little tweaks, the little turns make up, you know, add, 20 deals a year, you know, and, and so um, with that being said, without a doubt, our, you know, that, that it's the team continuing to tweak process, continuing to improve buyer experience. You know, we're going to be bringing on a new teammate in Q2 and it's all for improving client experience because the more you improve client experience, both for your partners and for your clients, the, the more deals you're going to do. You, you can't help but do, do more deals if your client experience improves. Yeah, good. Well, I think, you know, I think that giving credit to team, you, nobody is anywhere. I, you know, I remember when Maxwell wrote the 21, uh, 21 um, gosh, he's got, he's got 17 indispensable, 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, right? And one of the, one of the laws had to do with, um, I think he called it the law of the weak link. <laughs> and, and he said, a team is only as good as their weakest link. Right. So team building, it's all about hiring the right people. And then he, um, the law of significance was this idea that one, mm-hmm. you 
are too small of a number. And you and I, Brad, you can't, I can't, nobody, Marty can't, nobody can really create massive significance if they're just flying solo. Yeah, that's, that's a great comment that you made. So real quick in our final minutes, um, rattle off, rattle off two, three, four recommendations that based on your five-year experience of almost hanging up your hat and now winning at the top of, of the class, three things, two things, four things, just boom, 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 boom. What would you rattle off as if you were coaching a mortgage professional right now, what should they focus on for 2021? Yeah, I think number one is, is, is don't, because rates are low, don't ignore your partners. You know, they are still Huge. a part. This is, you know, most of it, you know, I, I saw the NBA stat the other day. They're predicting that that 2021 will be the biggest year for purchase volume since 2005. And so for those of us who are around doing this in 2005, that was a dang big year. Yeah. And so, so with that being said, don't lose focus on your partners. Um, when it comes to partners, you know, how do you add value to them without, you know, without referring them a deal? That's one of the things my top partners right now, my number one question I'm asking them right now that I'm trying to get them to help me with is, is how do I help you build your business? How do I help your business grow without giving you a referral? What can we come alongside you and do and partner on that makes you better and, and help them grow their business, be invested in them. And then the other thing is just to continue and invest in people and clients, get the fiscal literacy. There's so many great resources, you know, you know, fiscal, fiscal literacy is, is, is so you don't, you don't have to be a genius. I mean, it's, it's like Ramsey always says, you know, personal finance is 20% head knowledge and 80% behavior. And so just get that 20% head knowledge and start sharing it. How can you integrate that into your borrower presentation? You know, taking that time to, to walk them through, be, a, be an educator, have, a, have the heart of a teacher when mm. you do this and, and amazing things will happen. I, uh, I think those three ideas are three of the biggest and best ideas that that anybody can really put their uh, put their head around right now. And, and I really, really love what you just said about the fiscal literacy piece. And I would just encourage you guys that are that are wanting to, to kind of look at how do I provide a unique value proposition that is different than my competitors in today in 2021. If you were to spend 10 minutes a day for the whole year learning fiscal literacy and learning how markets work, learning how debt works, you know, learning how credit card minimum balances work and, right. and, and all the, you don't have to be a certified investment counselor. You just have right. to know what the, what the heck are the needle movers for most people financially. And yeah, absolutely. is it not true, Brad, at the end of the year, at 10 minutes a day, you'd be pretty smart. You'd be really smart, a lot smarter than I am. But uh, you know, <laughs> it, there, there's so many things, man. I mean, this, yeah. student, this student loan crisis, this student loan wave that we've got coming for people in the next few years, it's it's going to be a lot's going to happen with that. And I think we we owe it to our customers to really get a handle on what's going on with that stuff and help them navigate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, my friend, happy new year. You look, uh, you look awesome and I'm super proud of, of your success. And, um, if anybody wants to, to, what's the best way to, to follow you? What's the best way to connect with you? I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be motivated to, to learn how, how did you develop fiscal literacy? What would you like to share with everybody? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're always willing to, to try to give some time to help people. So, um, you can, 
shoot an email to my team, hacker team at benchmark.us. Um, you know, Brad Hacker, Lexton Mortgage Lender is the page on Facebook. That's that's all my social. I don't really do social much beyond Facebook. Um, but uh, with that being said, no. um, I'm not I'm not a hard guy to find. There there is a Brad Hacker out there that's way cooler than me. He does he drifts cars. So if you Google Brad Hacker, you're going to find that Brad Hacker and you'll be like, skip that other Brad Hacker. That guy's way cooler than the mortgage Brad Hacker. But anyway, you know, I'm not, I'm not hard to find if you, if you look me up online and, and reach out and we'll, we'll be glad to, to try to help in any way we can. Uh, beautiful story, my friend. And uh, how many lives are grateful today that you didn't hang it up five years ago? And uh, I know that you have uh, a lot in store for you as you impact the world uh, positively. So best wishes for a great year. I know we'll be able to work together in Elite this year and uh, it's going to be wonderful, wonderful to watch what happens to you. So good job. And uh, I want to say thanks to everybody that, that listens to the podcast. You know, if you're a leader, share it with your team. If, you know, you're a mortgage professional, share it with your agents. If you're an agent, share it with your mortgage professional. I mean, I, I wake up every day and my only goal is to impact the significance that people feel by having a better business and life experience. And Brad, you're a great testimony to what happens when you pay attention to this stuff. So uh, share this with everybody, you guys. And if you haven't caught the hashtag campaign, it is hashtag 2020 gave me. Just go ahead and check that out and, 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 and watch those videos. And then, uh, you know, as we roll through the year, I'm going to spend time talking about five principles throughout the year that will make your mortgage and real estate practice highly efficient. And I look forward to connecting with you guys on that. So thanks for watching, Brad. Good to see you, man. Good to see and, you, Brad. Uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. See ya.